Amen. Jesus is the name of our Lord. Thank you, God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then and then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hand. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, O God, let them be acceptable unto you, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. God, I do thank you and honor you and bless you for this opportunity that I may stand here and proclaim your gospel unto the hearts of your people. God, we ask that they may be able to hear and receive that which is for them on this day. Yes. In Jesus' name, yes. amen and amen. amen. I, think, I think I believe that there are so many of us who are familiar with the text that I read for your hearing uh, this morning. <laughs> There are, there really are few stories in the Bible that can uh, pull on our hearts, Pastor Keith, like that story of the woman who comes into the very presence, the, the very physical presence of Jesus. And when she comes, Brother CJ, she's carrying with her an alabaster box that is filled with expensive perfume. Uh, in, in her day, in her day now, uh, uh, alabaster uh, it was an expensive variety of marble that was quarried in Egypt. And it was the vehicle that the expensive perfume would be stored in Reverend Burrell. And it was carried with her until that special occasion would arise that she would release the contents yes. of the box. Although, although most of us cannot totally relate to this alabaster box, most of us probably have never quite seen one, or we don't know anybody that actually has one, but we have heard people sing about it through the songwriters and the gospel artists who tell us that you don't know the cost of the oil in my Uh -huh. She was, uh, and everybody around her 
yet somebody yeah, need to right, get that. Uh, sometimes our stuff um, is not the same as somebody else's, uh, uh, but the same concept uh, is coming out of it. Uh, God is trying to get the same thing out of you, but he's going about it uh, a different way. Oh, I, I said I wasn't going to preach hard today, uh, but, but I think that changed my mind. Uh, uh, you see, this story, however, there is an unnamed woman who counts it not robbery to take her expensive box with the expensive perfume and shatters it, fully knowing that it has in it, which stored in it, is getting ready to be released into the atmosphere. Uh-huh. You see, everybody, everybody around is going to know that this woman has been there because they will be able to be a fragrance that she's left by being in the presence of Jesus. People are going to understand that they, they, they can be fully cognizant that this box, this, this alabaster box has been broken and, and, and it's going to, to be an all or none situation. Yeah. You know, Pastor Key, when you break something like that, it's broken. Yeah. And that's all you can do is do what you're going to do with it because it's already broken. There's no turning back. This, 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 is, this is where we are. She will never be able to deny that she was there once that aroma starts to permeate the air and, and the ointment in her jaw has been unleashed and it collides with the ambient air and it is breathed in through the nostrils of those who witness this sight. Oh, my, my, my. Is there anybody? Is there anybody today? That's online or in the sanctuary that is ready to release all that you have. Oh, God, all that you have when you come into the presence of our almighty God. Is there anybody who doesn't care that somebody knows that you've been in God? Who will just buy the fragrance that has been left behind? No, who gonna know that you've been in God's presence? I know, I know, I know this is a story. I want y'all to catch this. I know this is a story about a woman, Pastor Keith, but I've come to speak to the men this morning too. Well, let's 
wonderful woman. Uh, she wasn't anybody that could get uh, praises uh, sung unto her. This was a woman, a person with a past, uh, and her past was not perfect, Reverend Burrell. Uh, it was not a pure past. Um, as a matter of fact, um, if you want to be a technical Christian, um, some of you would say that her past was quite questionable. You wouldn't want your girls hanging around this woman. Oh, God. And some of the commentaries, they come out and say she was a prostitute. Can I put it this way? This woman who came into the presence of Jesus, she came contaminated, she came polluted, and she came changed. Oh, I just have to ask the question, church, does it sound like anybody? I believe, I believe we know some folks, uh, I, and we don't even have to look hard. Uh, we don't have to look far. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes we can just look within ourselves yeah, uh, yeah, and we yeah, can yeah, see this yeah. woman uh, who came with all of her stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, my, my, my. <laughs> and all of her faults. Uh, she got all these flaws, brother CJ. Uh, and she has the nerve. Uh, uh, this girl got the audacity uh, to show up at the Pharisee's house. Uh, she's uninvited. Uh, she's unexpected. Uh, and she is unwelcome. But she's looking. She's desperately looking. She's looking for Jesus. Oh, God. You see, the house she ends up in is the house of Simon. And Simon is a Pharisee. Uh -huh. well, what does that mean, Pastor Hein? Well, see, he's a religious man, but he don't have a relationship with Jesus. Oh, yeah. He is critical and disapproves of the methods of Jesus. Uh -huh. in, in, in this man's house, Jesus really is never celebrated. Uh, neither is he appreciated. He's simply tolerated. Oh, God. That's Simon's house. Oh, you go to Simon's house and see what you get. Uh, you see, Simon didn't care for Jesus, but he was curious enough, Brother Sultan, uh, and he was curious enough about him and decides to extend an invitation to come to dinner. Uh, we can't be sure. We can't be sure if he was invited in order that he might help them, that he might be able to help them see and to understand, or if they just invited him so he could be entertained for the evening. Oh my God. You see, the Pharisees, they had a way of trying to trick and to trap Jesus in the way he handles Oh, yeah, they never liked the way Jesus, they never liked the people that he hung out with, they never liked the people that Jesus liked in his presence, they didn't like the people that Jesus let touch him, they didn't like the people that Jesus let eat with him, they didn't like Jesus, he came to break the mold, oh God, uh, but can I tell somebody, uh, you all gotta get this, because uh, this was a setup, it was a perfect setup, and, 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 and Simon, Pastor Keith uh, had no idea that the dinner party that he had invited Jesus to uh, was about to start to turn into uh, a worship service. Uh, oh, God. Don't you love it, saints, uh, when you think it's going to be one thing uh, and it turns out that God shows up uh, in a way uh, and turns it around? Uh, and before you know it, uh, you thought it was going to be just a quiet little dinner. You thought it was 
be a few of y'all over there just chewing some chicken wings and somebody mentions Jesus and what he's done for them and it turns it all into something. Yeah, but let me let me let me tell you what I gotta tell you. Let me tell you what I gotta tell you. You see, you see, uh, what we know, what we know right now is that this woman is a sinner. Uh, she's uninvited. She's unexpected, yes. and she is unwelcome. Yes. Uh, there ain't no place for her at the dinner table, Pastor Keith. Uh, uh, nobody runs and gets her an extra chair so that she can sit down with everybody else. Uh, when she looks around, she doesn't see her name on any of the card holders uh, that are sitting on the table. Uh, yes. uh, in other words, uh, as I told you, uh, she was unexpected, yes. she was uninvited, yes. and she was unwelcome. Oh, God. Uh, but can I tell you, she didn't even get the common courtesy that you show to somebody who shows up unexpectedly at your house. Uh, at least you have common courtesy to give them a seat, uh, give them a chair. They uh, get the common courtesy to say, I didn't know you were coming, uh, but I can still give you a little something, something uh, so you don't have to be hungry. Uh, uh, but, 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 but can I tell you, uh, as I think about it, Esther Keith, and I know something about the Pharisees, uh, I'm, just I'm just amazed and surprised that nobody called the Pope. And had her arrested yeah. for breaking and entering. Uh, that's how bad it was. Uh -huh. After all, who, who is this woman who shows up unexpected, uninvited, and unwelcome? Well, and she's well, carrying yeah. an uh, expensive box with perfume in it. Mm. Ah, she's looking. She's looking for Jesus. Come on. Somehow, somehow, I don't know if it was Twitter. I don't know if it was Instagram. I don't know if it was Facebook. But somehow the news got around that Jesus was going to be in town. And she could get close enough to him that she could have a chance to reach out and to touch him. You see, she wasn't like the lady that had the issue of blood who had to come in through the crowd and press her way to Jesus. Uh, she wasn't like that so that Jesus would stand up and say, who touched me? She wasn't even like the woman at the, at the well who was alone in the presence of Jesus who told her all about herself and received living water after she had dipped in the well and he offered and offered him that physical water. But this is something altogether different, church. The text tells us in verse 38 that she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. And so the question comes to mind, why was she weeping? Come on, ask him. Come on. What, what really was broken inside of this woman? Uh, my, 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 was my girl, uh, was she fixated on the sins of her past? Um, or was she imagining the liberation of her future? Yes, uh, I have a question this morning. Uh, some of you this morning uh, might be wearing a smile on your face. Uh, but deep down, uh, way deep down, uh, you want to cry some kind of bad. Oh, somebody might even be in the house and say, I just want to get somewhere. 
area and of what we had witnessed across this globe. Oh, this pandemic took us one way and then it took us another. Some of us could make it and others didn't make it. You weren't all together convinced that you would ever get out of isolation and quarantine. Make sure you want to Oh, but can I just stop for a minute and tell you, you got my permission to scream it out and to work it out this morning. Whatever you do, you let God work it out in your life. Crying, I know crying can be a real good thing. Is anybody have a head crying times? One of those crying spells, but after it was all over, oh, you felt like the weight of the world had been released off of your chest. Oh, you felt like you could go on just a little bit just because you cried. Crying is therapeutic. Crying can be a stress reliever. You see, this woman who was uninvited, who was unexpected, and unwelcome, she interrupts the meal, disrupts the flow of events with her weeping. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. But, but, but this woman, this woman came with a purpose, and her purpose was to worship Jesus. Yes. Oh, whenever, whenever we intend to reach heaven, y'all got to hear this, that you got to give it your all, you got to give it your all, you got to give it everything that's in you, you got to work it with every fiber of your being. Oh, I'm talking to somebody this morning. You see, this is the case with the woman who is weeping as she comes up behind the master, and she reaches down to wash his feet with her teeth. According to verse 38b in the text. At any time now, y'all gotta get imagine this. Get this in your mind's eye. Anytime you can wash someone's feet with your tears, yes. that means you got a whole lot of tears. You ain't just sitting there faking it and, and squeezing your eyes to try to make some water come out. You have got a deluge, you got a, a flow and a flood that's coming from you uh, that are pouring down on top of Jesus' feet. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Reverend Burrell had been a long time since she had uh, had a good cry like that. But the Bible tells us that as she wept and she washed the dirt from Jesus' feet, the dirt that fell to the ground, who, Lord, could symbolize the dirt and the sin that was being washed away from her own life. Oh, God. You see, that is the good thing about worshiping you all in the very presence of our God. Oh, my, my, my. You see, he has the ability to wipe away the grit and the grime, the smut and the, and the smudges from our lives. All of our wrongdoing and our mess and our messiness can get washed away in the midst of our worship. Oh, these, there, there are days, there are days, Pastor Keith, where I can really understand how the lady must have felt. Is there anybody in the house? Is there anybody online, anybody on the phone who has felt like the woman in the text? Oh, God, when I think about what God has done, Sometimes I can't help myself, but the tears begin to roll down my cheeks as I begin to worship. 
worship. Oh, God. And that's where our lady in the text is. There have been days when all I could do was say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee and let the tears flow as they come down. I think about the goodness and I think about his amazing grace and the tears they can just flow down when I think about his provision and when I reflect on his protection the tears they can just roll down. I think about with no words, no long, 
stories. No deep explanations for why she did what she did. She didn't have any testimonies of how God had blessed her in a past time. She, she didn't talk about and blame her stuff on her bad and poor upbringing or the bad influences in her life. She came with no excuses yes, yes. for the sin in her life. Yes. Oh, she did, church. Whew. Was focus. Focus on worshiping Jesus. Knowing that just as her tears had wiped away the dirt from his feet, so could Jesus wipe away the dirt from her life. And that her lap would be great. Somebody in here is in search of a greater lap. I suggest you do like the woman in the text this morning. Do like our friend, our brother Israel Hope, who says, To worship him, I need. Come on, Pastor, come on. To worship him. I live, I live to worship him. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, anybody in my favorite to worship him? Yes, to worship him. I live, I live, I live, I live, I live to worship him. Oh, oh, oh. 
testimony that you do live to worship Jesus. And you do live in that space where your worship has become wordless. You don't have no long, drawn-out speeches. You don't have to preach about it. You just worship the one true and living God. You, you cry on his feet and wipe them clean with your hands. And then you take your expensive perfume and you anoint him. Woo. I'm just looking for a worshiper who has a heart like that. Hmm. 